Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch the third coming to you live from the palatial home studios or no wait not the home studios i'm in the office of bald spots productions here in the beautiful city of irvine california joining me from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my guest for this <laughs> evening justin williams how you doing justin i'm excellent bill how are you <laughs> i am just wonderful Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. Oh, it's really my pleasure. It. You know, I'm glad uh, glad you found a spot. Uh, There's so many great guests. It's, it's, I'm glad I don't have to choose. Oh. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> I, stuff, just, I just stuff. send out the link and, and whoever gets a spot gets a spot. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it, man. I think I, I scheduled with you, I don't know, it's been at least two, three months ago, man. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm scheduled yeah, out until November now. Yeah, yeah. So, well, this uh, is awesome, man. Thanks again. Hey, no problem, no problem. Now, Justin, um, among other things, you have started a um, uh, an organization to help end homelessness. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I started my my organization, Tangelic, um, at the end of twenty twenty, early twenty one, and uh, you know my my saying or my motto of the organization, if you will is uh restore your purpose right and that's that's what i do not only with homeless people but with 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 many people i'm helping people work through uh traumatic experiences right now i do have a special focus or emphasis on the homeless i i work here in the phoenix area with my organization and i work with other organizations as well for example i'm currently working with an organization here in the phoenix area called funds for empowerment and uh we we do outreach in the community but we are also involved uh, with with local government and state government as well to make sure that homeless the homeless rights are not violated. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's 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 horrible what they go through. You know, yeah. and regardless of how they uh, wound up in their situation, they're still people, and they still have rights, and they should be treated humanely. And uh, what I do is I make sure that that happens. Right? I don't I don't want to see anyone uh, being treated um, unfairly. You know that that's not right. So we we work to uh, empower them, letting them know of their rights. Uh, the fact there's a current uh, lawsuit in place as well, um, and we have the Department of Justice involved, because uh, unfortunately the police here in, in the Phoenix area um, have violated uh, the, the homeless people's rights, and uh, you know we're, we're their voice. So, you know we're a voice for those that do not have a voice. So we're we're, we're just putting in good works and, and giving our best efforts to to help them out. Now it is a a huge tragedy how many people are homeless these days and definitely uh to to put on top of that to have uh um you know the uh their their rights being trampled on um you know so i can see anybody wanting to just about anybody wanting to help out but how did uh how did you get into uh into helping well you know i, I had an experience probably about 15 years or so ago, um, someone very close to me, uh, they, they were homeless for about 10, 15 years. In fact, they, they lived in LA at the time and uh, they, they lived on Skid Row. And I, I know you're from, from Southern Cal, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that, oh, right? Yeah. And this person completely turned their life around. I mean, they, they, had, a, they had a substance abuse issue, alcohol issue, and uh, they, they lived on the streets. They lived on the beach. They lived on Skid Row. And um, once, once, once they turned their life around, I went out to visit them, and they took me to Skid Row. And they said, Justin, this is where I lived for, for several years. And it just blew my mind, Bill. It was unbelievable what I saw. And my heart just went out to every single person. You know, so that was like a life-changing moment for me, and it was a pivot. So I always had it in my heart after that that I was going to do something to help these people, you know? So, you know, at that time I lived in Michigan, I got involved with organizations in Michigan and started doing outreach. Uh, then we, my family and I, we moved to Southern Cal and did more outreach, just, you know, um, helping people, uh, homeless people, feeding them, clothing them, giving them hygiene products, playing with them, talking to them, talking life into them, just being a, trying to be a light of hope to them, you know? And uh, I carried that. Uh, Fort with me here to the Phoenix area, and at this point, once I got in Phoenix, as I mentioned previously, I uh, decided to start an organization. You know, I wanted to take it to another level, and it has been a phenomenal experience. 
phenomenal. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so blessed that um, people are benefiting from the good works that we do uh, with Tangelic and, and other, other organizations throughout the Metro Phoenix area. And uh, it's, it, it's wonderful. It's, it's really my, uh, my, my light, you know, my light, my beacon of hope. But um, as I said previously, you know, not, not only homeless people, there are other people, sure. you know, that I help as well, people that have been through traumatic experience, experiences. Uh, I myself, I went through a lot of traumatic experiences as a, as a child at the hands of my father, you know, and uh, I, I, I tell about it all in, in, in my book, In the Eye of the Father, A Memoir of Faith and, and Redemption. And I went through a healing process myself, and uh, I know what it's like to experience trauma, and I know what it's like to go through it and to face it. It, it called for me being very vulnerable and working through a lot of issues that were caused by those traumatic experiences. And I'm on the other side of that now, and it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's such a freedom, uh, a liberation, and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to pay that forward, man. I, I want others to experience what I've been able to experience through the healing process. Yeah, I, I can uh, identify with the, uh, uh, with the um, well, the couple things. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, as a uh, young man, I went through a, uh, uh, through a traumatic experience uh, where I was in an industrial fire. And, oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, so definitely, uh, definitely have some understanding of uh of what it's like to go through something traumatic but uh, um i also uh grew up uh, for a time with no fixed address although uh, i wouldn't say we were homeless um we uh we lived in a travel trailer uh while my father went from uh duty station to duty station with the navy oh and uh, okay. we did that for about a, a good good solid year there um and uh, we homeschooled and did all sorts of uh it was an interesting experience i i it's there are certain things i sometimes wish i had of experienced but uh, uh but i don't think i'd trade the experience i have for anything well said well said and and you know same for me right i went through so much as a child and even as a young adult and i tell people all the time um i'm actually thankful for those experiences Right, because I've learned so much from them, and not only that, I've learned so much from those experiences. I've learned so much about myself. I've learned how strong I am, because it it it, it takes a lot, man, to to heal to go through that process, man. And, and unfortunately, not everyone's able to do it. Some people don't even know how to do it. In fact, some people don't even realize that they suffer from trauma and that they need healing. But I thank God that I was able to recognize that in my life, because for a long time I didn't know. So what what has been created within me is 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 just a, a marvelous thing, you know. I can say that every single individual has their purpose, and I'll go even far saying that, you know, we we create our realities, right? I'm I'm really big into spirituality. I'm really big into manifestation and creation, and this may sound kind of weird to a lot of people, but not only do do we have the ability to create while we're while we're here on this earth? But I truly wholeheartedly believe that we create our realities before we even got here, you know, and and that kind of you know that's my explanation for things like deja vu, you know, things like that. But I I don't want to get too far off into all that right now. But um, you know, you know, uh, the healing process is something that takes a lot of courage, a lot of bravery, and I went through a process, and there were certain steps that I I took to get to where I am today. And uh, again, the, the liberation, the freedom on the other side of that, that, that fear, that trauma is, uh, it's, it's such bliss, man. It really is. Sure, sure. What, uh, what tipped you off that you, uh, that you had some healing to do? Well, um, so my father was a, a very complex individual. Okay. He was a, a Marine and he was also an alcoholic and, um, I came to learn, came to realize, I should say, that he had a lot of traumas, a lot of issues that he never dealt with. Therefore, a lot of that anger that was built up in him came out in a physical abuse form and psychological abuse form on myself, my mother, and my brother. Now, this, this Bill, this was an intergenerational trauma because his father, my grandfather, had some issues, and, and speaking to family members, it went back for several generations, 
you know, my my people, they 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 come from the south and um they were they were uh sharecroppers in the south and going further back they were slaves and you know, there were just so much anger, so much negative low vibrating energies that was transferred from my ancestors all the way up to my father and to myself. But I thank God that I was a chain breaker and I was able to stop that and not pass it along to my children. Now, I must say that my wife, she played a huge role, a huge part into me realizing that I had some unresolved issues that I needed to heal from, that I, I had this trauma, this negative low vibrating energy within that needed to be released, right? I remember when I lived in California, we had lived in San Diego, we had went up to LA and on the way back home, we were driving and, you know, my, my wife said to me, she said, you know, your father, he wasn't a good guy. Now she said this because I've always been told that my father was this great man, right? And 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 why? Because he was this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type character, right? Again, very complex. You know, there was this beautiful side to him, you know, that was so nice, somewhat genuine, uh, very caring and loving. In fact, he taught me how to love, as odd as that may sound. But then there was this other side as well, man, that was just dark, evil, um, where he couldn't control his emotions. And again, all that anger and, and those negative emotions came out. And, 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 you know, I was affected by that, but it was definitely my wife. And from there, I started to go on this journey of really digging deep into that. Now, because of the trauma I experienced as a child and him being this strong alpha male Marine guy, right? He was very controlling. Um, his, his, his thing, his motto was a child is to be seen and not heard. Okay. So I was, I wasn't able to express myself. You know, I wasn't I didn't learn how to communicate or even uh, I didn't I, I didn't develop analytical or critical thinking skills at a young age. You know, it's, it's a process in that for a child. You know, I learned I didn't learn all these things until I became an adult. It was very difficult. But because of that and those controlling ways, I grew up as an introvert and I grew up as a quiet kid and not knowing how to express myself and not wanting to talk and very shy. And it was almost like I was living in my own bubble, in my own world. I was somewhat of a loner, you know. And, you know, when my wife said that, she said, your wife, your 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 dad was not this good guy. I had to really think about that because I had been programmed to believe by family members that he was this great guy because he was in a sense because he, he took care of his family. And he, he could be nice, and he was the type of guy that would, you know, give you the shirt off his back. And, and and those are the type of things I focused on, even though I went through all those traumatic experiences, right? I always focused on the good times him taking us to the movies when I was a kid or out to eat or, or taking us horseback riding or on, on to, his, to his friend's uh, farm, you know, things like that. Or bringing us candy and sodas every, every night after work because he worked for General Motors in the metro Detroit area. And uh, he worked afternoons. Um, but you know, when my wife said that something clicked bill and it just took me on this journey of, of realization and just, I just had to then do some shadow work and I peeled back the layers and I started to understand why I was the way I was. Right. And, uh, 2020 rolled around myself, like a lot of, a lot of people, millions of people, I was laid off of my job due to the pandemic. And that's when a shift happened, man. And, uh, you know, I went through this rebirth, and uh, I've been so blessed to do so many things uh, since then, and uh, I'm just happy and, and living life, man, and just want to pass on more light and love to, to other people. And I know it's kind of kind of winded there, but I hope I answered your questions in regards to uh, what it is that kind of tipped me off to, to knowing I need, needed some healing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, you found yourself a, a great woman to, uh, to go through life with. Oh man, she's phenomenal. Uh, this year we celebrated our, our 15 year anniversary. Wow. And, uh, I tell you what, man, it, it's such a blessing now. Um, you know, 15 years is a long time, right? And it, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, it hasn't been all peaches and cream. It's, it's been an experience, but, uh, with, with, I mean, she's my rock, man. She's, she's my, my solid and, uh, would, would want to experience life with no one else, man. She's an amazing woman for sure. That's great. Um, so you've also written a book, and what's the name of the book again? The uh, name of the book is In the Eye of the Father, A Memoir of Faith and Redemption. 
And uh, what got you started on uh, on writing that? Well, you know, um, it, it was part of my healing process, uh, first and foremost. Uh, but in 2020, as I talked about that shift happening, this was maybe June, right around June, um, I was introduced to meditation and spirituality, and uh, you know, which was which was much different for me because. You know, I was one of those kids that was raised in the church, man, Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal, right? My mom, in fact, my mom's a, a licensed evangelist. She's been a licensed evangelist for like 25 plus years. So I went to church, man, like three, four, five times a week, you know, and, 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 and learned about the Bible and learned about Christ. And, you know, for anyone that's aware of, aware of spirituality, it's, it's much different than that, right? But I tell people all the time, since I start practicing spirituality, I, I am without doubt closer to God than, than ever before. You know, I, I really am. But again, I started doing meditation. In fact, I started doing a meditation called the Gateway Experience, if any of your listeners are familiar with that. Um, the Gateway Experience is a meditation. It's a guided meditation, and it uses what are called binaural beats, right? And it's a hemisync. And what hemisync is, you have, you, you, you wear your AirPods or your, your earbuds, and you have one sound wave going into your left ear, or a different one going into your right ear. And then once those two sound waves connecting your brain, another completely different sound wave is formed. And that puts you in this incredible, incredible deep state of relaxation. So it, 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 um, it synchronizes the left and right brain. And this was developed by a guy named Robert Monroe back in the 70s. You know, he's, he's well known in the meditation, meditation world. And uh, he developed this and he himself and others, they start having these out of body experiences. Right. And what happened was that the government, the U.S. Army in particular, got wind of this and they sent their scientists and top officials to his facility. And this guy, Robert Monroe, man, he was no quack. Right. He was well off. In fact, he was a millionaire, had this huge facility, thousands of square feet where he was doing these things and experiments and all this. Um, so they sent their officials down there and they they found out what was going on and they started using it themselves. In fact, what they did in the early 80s is they weaponized it and they start doing what's called remote viewing on the Chinese and the Russians. And I tell you what, for people that don't believe me or think I'm crazy with what I'm saying, I ask you to do one thing, simply go to CIA.gov, the CIA website, type in the hidden, uh, the gateway process, and you will see documents on this. These documents became declassified about 10 years ago, and it tells everything that they did and how they did it and they, they, them getting that information from Robert Monroe. It's, it's on the government website, man. It's a real thing. And I started doing this meditation, and this really elevated my consciousness. Um, I started having these out-of-body experiences. I'm talking about traveling to the astral world and the spiritual world and such. And um, when you do that, you connect to what I like to call source or universe. Some call God, and you learn about all these all these other divine beings. And I mean, there's there's light, of course, but there's also darkness, right? But once I started doing these meditations and practicing spirituality, you know, I was more aware, and I became aware of self. I became aware of my gifts and all types of things, which we all have. It's just a lot of people, unfortunately, not are not aware of these things. But I was led to write a book several months after I started doing this meditation. I like to tell people the spirit spoke. And, you know, I was hesitant, right? But it was just that feeling, you know, everybody's experience, that feeling that you get where you, something you're just being tugged at from within, that you're supposed to do something, right? And so I did it, you know, and, and that, again, was another part of my healing process. You know, I had to literally relive a lot of that trauma, a lot of that abuse that I went through as a child. And I tell you what, Bill, it was, it was, it was something else, man. I'm talking about having hot oil poured over my head as a child where it burned my scalp so, so bad that my, my hair came out and my hair never grew back in that area. I'm talking about getting beat with one of those old school four or five inch thick leather belts to where I had bruises and scars on me the size of freaking softballs, man. Um, and then getting beat again with an extension cord and experiencing all this tr 
other type of trauma. It's, 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 it's a lot, man. And the psychological abuse. In fact, I tell people all the time, you know, I, if I had to choose, I would rather take the physical abuse over the psychological abuse. Cause that psychological abuse is, is, is something else. But, uh, yeah, I, w- I was led to write a book and, uh, it was published November of of last year, and uh, it it details every aspect of my life up until today. And in fact, on the back uh, back cover of the book, it's a sentence that I have. It says, "The first step of understanding who we will become comes at the death of who we were." And I live by that, man. Again, I've gone through this rebirth, and it's just been a phenomenal experience. Well, we're uh, we're talking with Justin Williams, who uh, is the founder of Angelic and uh, author of uh, In the Eyes of the Father. And uh, uh, we're talking about all sorts of uh, all sorts of interesting things. <laughs> uh, where can yes, they sir. find your book? Um, Amazon. 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 And, for, and for those that may be in the local Phoenix area, I have, a, have it in a couple of bookstores as well oh, nice. in the, here in the Phoenix area. Yeah. Nice. Are you uh, self-published or traditionally? Self-published. self-published. Definitely self-published. Awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What made you decide to go that route? Or was it a conscious decision? Well, I did. Uh, well, uh, uh, consciousness played a played a piece in there, but I, I did a lot of research and talked to, talked to um, several people as well that have that have books that are authors and um i decided to self-publish because that allows me more control you know which is very important to me rather than having a a published house having that control you know so that that's definitely a benefit for me so i said hey i'm going to self-publish i'm going to promote myself and you know it's worked out phenomenally for sure great yeah that seems to be uh one of the big things that uh, um that self-published authors uh, seem to cling to and that traditionally published authors seem to be jealous of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) But yeah. um, What, uh, what was your process for writing? Wow, man, that, that is a, that's a loaded question right there. (laughs) Um, You know, initially I, I simply started off, in the beginning, right from when I was born. And, and in fact, when I was born, it was quite the experience. I almost lost my mom because I was a, a big baby. I was almost a 10-pound baby. Wow. And she almost bled to death when I was born because her uterus broke. Right. The the physician had her do this movement that, that burst her uterus, man. And, and I, in fact, I didn't even meet my mom until about a week after I was born. And I learned a lot about that as well. But um, initially just started off putting my thoughts down on paper, man. You know, it was a long process writing the book. Uh, putting my thoughts down on paper, uh, then f- forming, you know, forming those th- thoughts into a story, right? Um, and then a whole lot of editing, <laughs> a whole lot of editing, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, took took close to a year and uh, it came together and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a phenomenal read. I, I've received some tremendous feedback on it. Uh, I talk about... Um, you know, my, my experience with plant med, plant medicine, I had an ayahuasca experience a couple of years back. That was phenomenal. Um, I talk about my skydiving experience in the book, um, you know, where I went up about 20,000 feet and jumped out of a plane, um, something I said I would never do in life. But I, again, I was guided by the spirit and it was so necessary, Bill. It really was because that taught me so much about myself, how strong, how powerful I am. And not only that, but it also taught me how to deal with fear. And I think fear is is something that a lot of people struggle with. And that's not to say that I don't I don't get, you know, fear doesn't mess with me or anything like that. But I, I learned how to control fear instead of allowing it to control me. And that that is one of the biggest things that skydiving did for me. Um, I also learned that fear is a bully, and fear actually fears something as well. And what that is is that fear fears not being able being able to make you fear any longer. And then once that comes about, it, it goes away, and it's so much easier to deal with. But it, it it tests you constantly, each each and every day. But learning how to deal with fear is is a is a is a is a game changer. Without doubt, God places the very best things in life on the other side of fear, my friend, and and that has been phenomenal for me. Um, again, growing up as an introvert, and even being an introvert as 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 a man throughout throughout my adult life. Um, I, I started my, my podcast 
you know, in, in December of, of 2020. And, you know, that is something else that I like to say came from the spirit. Right. And when it hit, I said, no way, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No way. I'm not going to talk and tell people um, about my life and, and interview all these guests. It just wasn't in the cards for me, but again, I was just led to do it. And it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal journey for me. It really has. Um, I've, I've done close to about 80 episodes. In fact, episode 79 published today, and I've had some phenomenal guests on there. I've, I've spoken with uh, people like Tommy Chong okay. and Cheech and Chong. Um, I, I, I interviewed Robert Kennedy Jr., um, a guy named Chris Voss, who was former uh, chief of the FBI International Hostage Negotiations. In fact, he was the lead investigator on the uh, the first World Trade Center bombing when they bombed the basement right. back in the 90s. Uh, Dr. Christiane Northup, several guests, you know, several guests, man. And it's, it's just been a phenomenal journey for me. And uh, just my another another way for me to give back, another way for me to bring awareness to, to the masses. No, that's great. Um... Yeah, the yeah fear keeps us from uh, from doing so many things that could be so great for so many people, and uh, absolutely, that's uh, that's why I love doing my podcast. Uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. But, uh, um, okay, um, let's see. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Tangelic here. Am I saying that right? Tangelic, yes, Where, sir. Where'd you come up with the name? Well, uh, one of the things I learned about in uh, in 2020, just taking my the pivot in my spiritual journey, was I learned about angels, okay. right? And uh, specifically, uh, Arch, Archangel Michael, or, or well, I'll say Metatron, Meta, Archangel Metatron, and, and Michael. They're they're one and the same. It just goes by by Michael in the in the Bible. But um, I wanted to have have that name in there, angelic. And then I didn't want it to be angelic, but I wanted it to be a, wanted it to be a piece of that, right? So I I just add, added the tan, okay. and I, I thought it sounded great, so I <laughs> just went with it. It does. It's it's very uh, it's very memorable. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. How many uh, how many people do you have working uh, on Tangelic right now? I have a total of three. Three. Okay, that's awesome. Three. And, then, and how yeah, long have, have you three been doing people it? And myself. Uh, well, I, I started it in um, Jan right around January of 21, okay. uh, but this year, early January, February of this year is when I put a lot more energy into it to really, really get the ball rolling to get things moving. So I've been going going pretty, pretty, pretty solid now for about seven months or so. Okay, great. No, that's, that's uh, a lot of great progress. Yeah, 20, 20, 21, you know, I started the podcast in December of 20, and so I was really focused on the podcast pretty much all of 21, and, and I still am, you know, but, you know, I gave myself a solid year to, to solely focus on the podcast, even though I did start Tangelic and kind of, you know, thought about the groundwork and, and thought about what I wanted to do, but then uh, my, my ideas really came into fruition uh, earlier this year. Um, and just to uh, remind people, I'm speaking with Justin Williams, who uh, is the founder of Tangelic, uh, an organization that helps people who have uh, gone through traumatic experiences, who are experiencing homelessness, and uh, um, just doing, uh, doing what sounds like some great work out there, and uh, also author of In the Eyes of the Father, um, which can be found on Amazon, and certain special bookstores in the phoenix area <laughs> there you go um let's see um what are some of the what are some of the big stories that have come out of tangelic uh, you know as far as your the success that you've uh, that you've brought to people well i tell you what i'll talk about the uh the uh the the lawsuit Oh, that, yeah. that we have going going on with the uh, against the city of Phoenix Police Department. So, um, what what they do, and obviously homeless people, they they live in these camps throughout the the metro Phoenix area, and they have their tent set up, and they have all their belongings. So, when you know, obviously the the city of Phoenix, they have their their street sweepers come through, and they literally clean the streets, mm -hmm. right? And uh, what what the police was doing. Uh, they would
would literally come up to the homeless people and tell them to leave. And in fact, they were throwing all of their belongings away and just treating them very badly. And, you know, it was just insane. And they're not allowed to do that by law. They have to give them proper notice in order for them to move off of the streets in order for the streets to be clean. And, you know, homeless people already already have been through traumatic experiences and, and living on the streets. So when this happens and they lose everything that they've gathered over a period of time, that just elevates that traumatic experience times 10. And so uh, my organization, Tangelic, um, partnered with uh, an organization in Phoenix called Funds for Empowerment. And we got the Department of Justice involved as well to sue the city of Phoenix uh, the city of Phoenix Police Department. So that's a great thing, and all the information can be found online. Um, we we have the Department of Justice backing us. Um, they are essentially saying that uh, the city of Phoenix they they violated uh, people's rights, and it's no good. And so we are going through this process of this lawsuit, and things are looking phenomenal um, for for us in, in that in that regard. So definitely looking, and I mean it's you know obviously a, a drawn out process. But uh, things are, are looking re- really good. We feel very, very confident that uh, we will we will come out on top um, in, in favors. But I mean, it's 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 really sad, man. It's it's really sad how how the police department uh, treats treats the the homeless, you know. And you know, I just want to put it out there. I have nothing against the police. You know, I'm not one of these people, one of these guys that that bashes the police, right? Um, I, I believe there there are a lot of good. Uh, cops out there, but I also believe that there are some shady cops out there as well. And and you can find this in any any, any industry, right? Um, you have good good and bad. There there unfortunately there are are cops out there who who uh, uh, take advantage of their of their power, right? Abuse their power. So um, those are the ones that that we're going after, right? The ones that are not legit. The ones that are doing things that they should not be doing and violating people's rights. You know, um, I definitely feel the police serve their purpose. Uh, I support the police. You know, I, I really do. But again, the, the ones that abuse power and, and take advantage of people, we, we can't have any of that. We, we just can't. Because if it can happen to, uh, it can happen to anybody. You know, if it happen to homeless people, it can happen to anybody, man. So um, that that is one thing that I'm really excited about. And I put a lot of time and energy into um, just, you know, going to city council and, and speaking on the behalf of, of people, you know, I've done that as well. And uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to win this thing for sure. Good. That's good. That sounds like great work that you're doing. Thank you. Um, indefinitely. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of people I'm sure don't realize just how much the stuff that homeless people have collected means to them. Because right. they don't have the traditional home with its stuff in it. Right. And yet, you know, so they've got to have something to hold on to, to hold on to their humanity. And to just take that away is, is terrible. Um, yeah. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely abusive. Um, what are some of the other uh, programs that you, uh, that you uh, work with? Because um, you said it wasn't just the tangelic's not just about homelessness, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a <clears throat> had a little coughing fit there. <laughs> but uh, you know, <clears throat> helping people recover from traumatic experiences mm-hmm. and that uh, that calls for me and my team doing a lot of counseling, okay. um, a lot of uh, just pumping life into individuals and teaching people uh, about techniques in regards to to diet. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to exercise and even meditation. Oh, wow. You know, just getting still, being still. And, you know, a lot of people would be surprised, man. You know, once a person changes their diet, starts doing some exercise, and it doesn't have to be even going to the gym. It can just be walking every day or, mm-hmm. or, or, or using dumbbells at home because that releases certain chemicals in your body, right. uh, feel-good chemicals, right? And, and once you eliminate certain foods from your diet and you start, uh, you know, doing doing meditation, and you have someone to talk to. You know, a lot of people just just want and need to be heard and, and need to get a lot of things off their chest. And those are the the uh, the you know I like to call them the big three: diet, exercise, and meditation. Along with having someone to talk to, that's like a starting point. And then you know you go from there. And uh, 
you, you make certain recommendations maybe to to other uh, other organizations as well that that have different specialties. You know, um, I, I work with a uh, with a, a therapist in this area, a licensed therapist here, here in the Phoenix area that I refer people out to as well for that for that counseling. I kind of me and my team we do like the life coaching piece, if you will. But for people that may need to go somewhere, sit down and speak with somebody, I, I refer them to, to, a, to, a, um, to a, ther- a therapist here in the Phoenix area. So, you got to get uh, people the right help, not just any help. There you go. You said it, man. You said it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, wow, that's, uh, that's really awesome. Um, well, we can always talk about you uh, backing the wrong team when you used to like the Lions, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, you know, they were my team for as, as long as I can remember, man. Being from the Metro Detroit area, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess things are looking up for them, but I, I believe when I see it, man. I, I need to see wins before I, I jump on the bandwagon. You know how many years I went through, Bill, <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon year in year out just to wind up disappointed. <laughs> so I'm done with jumping on the bandwagon. I'm a, I'm a you need to prove it to me type of guy now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, Lions. But and, and you know, I love college football as well. You know, oh, yeah. Michigan is my team. Go blue. They they've been they, they did well last year, but this recruiting season they had have had has been horrible. So probably one of the worst recruitment seasons they've had in, in the history of their program. But uh, you know, we'll see how they do. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well we gotta have our uh, our outlets. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. That's very important. I'm so glad you said that. That is very important because uh, so many people get ca- caught up in the rat race, right? Uh, working, paying bills, trying to achieve this, trying to do that. Um, it's very important when you talk about mental health for people to have an outlet to just kind of get quiet, get into a quiet place to put down your phone, put down, uh, turn the TV off, you know. Um, you know, if you have a significant other or family, it's very important to, as much as you love them, you know, I'm a huge advocate of alone time, just getting away. Um, what helps a lot of people, man, that we work with is, is getting out, getting out in nature, right? That's huge. And, yeah. you know, thank God here in the Phoenix area, there's, you know, you, you can do a lot of hiking when it's not hot. Well, it's pretty much always hot, but you know, you got to do it really early in the morning or late at night, but we have beautiful scenery out here, mountains, hiking trails, et cetera, just connecting with nature, connecting with the universe that, that works wonders, man. It, it's awesome to, to be able to decompress. I tell people to take a spiritual bath as well, man, just to light some incense, light some candles, put some, uh, some bath salts in there, turn on some, some decompressing, relaxing music, man. That's, that that does it for a lot of people as well. It works wonders, man. It's it's very 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 helpful. Well, it's all about finding balance between uh, between everything. You can't yes. uh, you can't spend all of your time being alone, and you can't spend all of your time supporting others. And right, you know, there's got to be self care and other care and uh-huh. all that good stuff. That that balance is so important. I'm I'm glad you said that. It's so important, man. Mind, body, spirit. It's it's so so important. Uh, that that is definitely what I've learned over the over the years, and uh, that I, that I teach others as well. So that I'm glad glad you said that. So true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see, what else can we talk about? <laughs> well, let's see. The book is in the eyes of the father. In the eye. In of the, the eye of the father. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, sir. One sir, eye. No worries. One eye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the Eye of the Father, and that's available on Amazon. Uh, I'm speaking with Justin Williams, founder of uh, Tangelic. Do you have a Does Tangelic have a website? It sure does. Uh, it is currently under construction okay. uh, right now. Uh, should be up and running, fully functional within the next uh, week, week and a half. Oh, wow. And that is uh, uh, Tangeliclife.org. If you go there now, you'll you'll see the little under construction yeah, site. Uh, <laughs> also have a uh, website for my uh, my podcast as well, oh, uh, yeah. thehiddengateway.com. People can can go there and uh, learn a little bit about myself, and you can find all my episodes on there as well. Um, I, all of my episodes are also on uh, all the major podcast streaming platforms right. too. Um, was on YouTube. I got a, got a few strikes on YouTube, so I'm banned on YouTube oh. at the current moment. So I haven't posted on any episodes <laughs> on YouTube for 
for a couple months now, uh, but I started using Rumble, so they're they're on Rumble. Um, I have my IG, Hidden Gateway, um, Twitter. Don't do a lot of activity on Twitter though. Maybe IG and Facebook too. So yeah, I, I post up the links on uh, on Twitter, and that's about all that I uh, I do for the uh, for not quite after midnight, but uh, okay. Twitter. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I recently uh, started doing all the major podcasting. What's uh, what's Rumble? I haven't heard of that one. So Rumble is very similar to YouTube, oh, okay. except uh, it's it's uh, free speech, if you will, okay. as to where YouTube, if you if you you know post certain content, YouTube will give you strikes, and if you get three strikes, you you get banned permanently. Uh, Rumble is is a platform where you, you can say what you want to say. I mean, within within reason, right? You can't go in there talking any any type of. Uh, crazy crazy stuff right. but if you want to have freedom of speech to, to voice your opinion and voice your thoughts you can definitely put it on rumble so as we know mr joe rogan received 100 million dollars from spotify right. and then he got into a little little had some challenges with spotify i think earlier this year yeah. and then the the owner of rumble they they offered him 100 million to to to, to uh <laughs> to transfer to yeah yeah to jump ship exactly and you know obviously he turned it down uh because again spotify they they started saying hey man because i think he was talking about the vaccine or something like that or COVID, and uh he's got a lot of backlash and yeah. uh it comes down to money right oh yeah spotify they were afraid they were going to lose money so they they said something to him but you know he's, he's still there yeah oh yeah um, yeah, I'm gonna have to check uh, check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's so, good, man. Good stuff. Good space. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not too afraid of getting kicked off of YouTube. It's not really the the big uh, the big draw. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right exactly, um, exactly. Same here. I mean, I, I built up a nice a nice little following on there, mm -hmm. and it, it has some some solid views and and whatnot. But I think I, at this point, I think I can actually post on there. But I'm like, ah, you know. So, whatever, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're lost. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, um, so what made you uh, want to do the, the podcast? Was that just part of the, the whole process that, uh, that got you uh, to Tangelic and writing a book and, and all of that? Or was there something special about it? You got it, man. Just part of that process, right? Part of that journey. Me wanting to um, be very active in regards to interacting with people, it's, and it's it's been part of my healing process as well. Because again, uh, just being growing up, being this quiet, introverted guy, it's really been a challenge for me to put myself out there and to discuss a lot of the things that I discuss on the show, and just to uh, be a voice uh, within the community, right? And um, it, it's it's just been phenomenal. Honestly, it's just been really phenomenal and. Just uh, it was just another another step in my journey, if you will, right? Another step in my journey, and you know, just being able to interact with different people and have phenomenal conversations has been great. And you know, we, you know, I don't stick to one topic. You know, I talk about a little bit of everything. I talk about social issues. I talk about spirituality. Um, I, I talk about uh, man, you name it. Uh, uh, fulfilling human potential is 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 a huge one. You know, uh, so we 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 cover everything on the on the hidden gateway for sure. Wow. Okay, so we've got in the eye of the father, we've got Tangelic, and we've got the hidden gateway. You are one busy man. <laughs> oh, Bill, that's an understatement, my friend. I am busy, man. I am busy. In fact, I'm in the process of writing my second book, oh, wow. which will be published later this year. This is a, what's called an edited book, and okay. I have – it's about nine chapters. When it's all said and done, it will be about nine chapters, and I have uh, seven authors devoting a chapter to the book. Oh, wow. The title is going to be called The Hidden Gateway of Knowledge. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that, that I'm looking forward to that being published uh, a little bit later this year, I have one guy doing doing two chapters, and I'm I'm doing one chapter myself. And again, I have I have several authors. Some of my authors are people that have been on the show, and uh, each giving or bringing their providing their perspective on on life and uh, you know uh, their their specialty. Right. One big thing. One thing I'm really big on is tell people all the time, um, nothing is as it seems. You know, and and that has been my experience. You know, people. Uh, we we've been programmed to believe certain things, right? And uh, 
You know, I, I really believe over the last couple of years here that uh, there's been this, uh, and, and I, I hate, I really hate saying this because it's so cliche, uh, a great awakening, if you will, where people are becoming aware of uh, the true happenings of the world, you know, and uh, that that's what the book is going to be about. So. Okay, well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of productivity in your busyness. Yes, sir. But uh, what else can we get you doing? You got a movie coming out? Not yet, man. (laughs) That's scheduled for 2030, man. About eight years. (laughs) Got to write the script first. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But uh, the book is is my focus. The second book is my focus uh, at this point. Uh, But. you know, there, there are going to be some other things coming down the pipeline uh, that, that I'll be doing um, to uh, to give back, to give back. Uh, you know, that, that that's where I'm at in my life at this time, man, just giving back, trying to help humanity uh, to the best of my ability, you know. Uh, so, you know, I'm not in it for, for money. I have a day job. You know, I, I don't make a lot of money off what I do. Um, I, I'm in it to, to help people, you know, and, and – uh, that that brings me a, a sense of peace, right? Helping people, giving back people that truly need help. Everyone that says they need help really don't need help, but people <laughs> that truly need help uh, is is my focus. Yeah. That's good. That's that's what we're called to do: is to uh, to reach out to one another. That's right. <clears throat> Lend that helping hand. Well, it's been a pleasure. Don't want to don't want to keep you too long. Wow, we've gone uh, we've gone forty six minutes. Yeah, Just man. The two of us <laughs> yeah, man, away. it's been great. It's been great, <laughs> Bill. You know, again, I, I thank you so much for having me on your show. My pleasure. I have I have truly enjoyed our conversation. Oh, me too. Uh, you have a lot of lot of good energy, man, and uh, definitely wish you a lot of success with your show and any other endeavors that you that you have in life man may you may you forever be blessed brother well, thank you thank you is there any uh, is there any final uh, parting words you'd like to uh, say to the nice people yeah thank you for asking um i, I definitely want to let the people know that regardless of what you what you've been through in life or what you may currently be going through um there's always hope and the resolution to working through those issues is healing. Now, there are a lot of tools at your disposal to get through healing or to get through anything that you may be experiencing, anything you may be confused about in life, anything that may be holding you back from restoring your purpose and stepping into your greatness and your life calling, your mission, if you will. But please know that it all starts with you. And that is not a selfish thing. I tell people all the time, everything you need to do whatever it is in life comes from within. We have been equipped with everything. So it's very important to know thyself and to become one and know that we all are one with the Father. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it comes from within. And uh, just, just wish everyone well on their journeys. Well, thank you so much. Um, now there's one last question I ask all my guests. Consider a hot dog in a bun. Is it <laughs> <Okay>. a sandwich? <laughs> is a hot dog in a bun a sandwich? Wow, that is probably the most complex question of the day for me. <laughs> Let me see. Is a hot dog in a bun a sandwich? You know, it depends on how you look at it, right? So if you have the hot dog in the bun, and it, it's 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 standing up, right, with the with the dog on top. If you flip it where the dog is facing away from you, then it looks like a sandwich. Okay. But if it's normal, it doesn't to me look like a sandwich. But I suppose it can be with anything you want it to be, <laughs> whatever makes you happy. <laughs> whatever makes you happy. Yes, I think that's dodging the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill. Yes, it's a sandwich. <laughs> okay. It's definitely a sandwich. The the uh, the eyes seem to be in the lead as far as uh, that question goes. 
Um, more okay, more people okay. seem to uh, seem to think it is a sandwich um, okay. than than don't. Um, what do you think? What do you say? I would love to hear what you think of it. Yeah, I think it is a sandwich. I mean, it's a it's it's a piece of. It, I mean, granted, it's a single piece of bread, so it's more like an open face sandwich that's folded in half, but still, it's a sandwich. Okay, so that leads me to ask. Mm-hmm. Is a soft taco a sandwich, right? Because it's mm. a single piece of bread. It's folded with contents in yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. It it kind of is. It is. I think it is kind of a, a kind of sandwich. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or a burrito, right? Well, a burrito is a wrap because it goes all the yeah. way around. That's true. It's not open. Yeah, it's not yeah, open. It's not open yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So. I like I like it. <laughs> well, if a taco is a sandwich, then is a uh, pita sandwich a taco? Why not? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting into craziness. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, um, that's uh, that's it, except for the uh, end credits. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the uh, the ending of the show. And uh, for our audio listeners, and play the end credits for our video watchers, and uh, and all that. So since I've never been able to figure out how to uh, how to dismiss a guest without sounding rude, go away. Just go go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You don't have to stick around. Though. What's the saying? Uh, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good night, Justin. Good night, Bill. Thank you so My much. My pleasure. And thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my mother, Eileen Hatch. I am, of course, your humble host, Bill Hatch III. I'd like to thank my special guest, Justin Williams, who uh, who did show up. Um, if you feel so led, uh, head over to Patreon and support the show so we can uh, bring you more. That's a Bald Spots Pro. And don't miss YWL Online. That's on Tuesdays and Saturdays. You can find YWL Online on Facebook. And uh, tune in next week for hypnotist Kevin Stone and Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh. Remember to like, comment, and share to uh, stay informed and keep that algorithm kicked into gear so that we can reach more people. And uh, thank you once again, and have a wonderful whenever. Bye. <laughs>